golfer who really cares about their sport tends to have certain qualities. Simply feeling love and respect for the game is an important one. Striving to improve and be the best player you can be, well, that's worth playing the game for in itself. Similarly, a genuine desire to help others to enjoy golf should also earn you a lucky bounce or two on the fairways. Nick Carroll, 34, from Dunsbury in Western Australia, certainly makes the cut in all of the above. He lives with a condition of autism, and this can get in the way for him at times, imposing limitations and challenges that only he and his family can really appreciate. But his progress in playing golf and his job working in golf both say a lot about how he views the game, while at the same time perhaps reflecting what his friends and supporters in golf think about Nick. Nick had a difficult start right at the beginning of life. When I was born, because I had a bit of a complication with my birth, because I had the umbilical cord, I think, around my neck or something. Like a lot of children born with the condition, autism means that he was more insular than the other kids, needing more privacy. School was never easy. School was very hard, of course, because I like to play by myself a lot. Only a few years back, we would hear the line that autism is a condition that isn't really understood. Well, actually, society as a whole is becoming more understanding of autism to the point that many of us see a picture well beyond the Rain Man film, which describes just one man with autism out of millions of people. Today, many of us have met or know someone with the condition. But every person with autism is completely different. Every golfer strikes the ball in a certain fashion and every person with autism relates to the world in their own way. Nick's preference as a child to play by himself will strike a chord even with some of the very best golfers in the game. Many of the greats have found haven in the particularly individual nature of the sport and a golfer who truly relishes the focus of practice is a step ahead of many of us. Yeah, doing a bit of practice and that by myself just quietly but I've got strict instructions from my golf coaches to say how to do it and I've got to do it. I've been doing that. I've got a routine I've got to set up how put like two golf balls down by the edge of my feet so yeah. I know how close to stand to the ball. I've had a lesson the last few weeks. I've got to rechange a few things, but I, I was hitting it really well before then. And so I've got to change a few things I'm not too happy about, but it's part of the learning of golf. Golf, of course, is not a panacea for growing up with challenges like autism. But the combination of Nick's own determination and character the support from his loving parents, Father Lewis and Mum Heather, and his friends around him have helped Nick build his confidence, while crucially, golf has helped him shape his identity. Nick's father was a golfer, as was the family's doctor, who on hearing that young Nick had taken up the game, predicted that he would struggle to beat an 18 handicap. While this sounds a little harsh, there is no doubt his family friend was actually setting Nick a target and looking to inspire him. And Nick set out to prove him wrong. His condition constantly raises issues, of course, one being a tendency to high anxiety and also fretting when his family aren't close by for a time, while social interaction isn't always easy. His innate intelligence doesn't always shine through in speech, but his liking of quiet practice has gradually paid off, working down to a golf handicap of around seven or eight which is a lot better than the 18 that was predicted, with the happy addiction of falling in love with everything about the sport. 
His family live in the popular tourist destination of Dunsborough on the coast. The town's location in the Margaret River wine region is one clue to its popularity, while ocean breezes, beautiful weather and access to fine golf is also a big draw for visitors. Nick plays his golf at Dunsborough Lakes Golf Club. He knows every bump and hollow of the golf course because he also works as a groundskeeper there. Part of a small, dedicated team, 26 hours a week. Dad used to play a little bit at the Bustleton Golf Club from Dunsborough. Bustleton's about 15, 20 minutes drive east on the way to Perth from here. And he used to play, he got as best as it was an 18 handicap. And my doctor didn't think I would get past 18 handicap and I've achieved everything. Really? And everyone's very proud of me. Nick started playing when he was 14, mentored in those early days by his father's friend, Jim. He was a good, a good friend and sells paint to my father. He took me out to the country club every afternoon after school on like a Tuesday or something at Dunsborough near Sand Greens. Within an hour and a half, two hours, we practiced on one hole, particularly all my shots and everything, and then we went out for a couple holes towards the end. One year on, Brett House, the club captain, took him under his wing and started helping him down from his then 36 handicap. A little tough love from Mr House taught Nick a valuable lesson early on. I did something wrong one day and I got uh, caught out from him and he had the guts to ban me for doing something wrong at golf and I've learnt my lesson from it and I just have these mental lapses now and again but but I've learnt my lesson after time has gone through over the years now so I'm pretty aware of what's going on. After a brief spell working in a kitchen on leaving school in 2009, a good friend found him a job at the club at Dunsborough Lakes. Nick loves the work helping the team from Monday to Friday each week. And he is only complimentary about everyone at the club, many who he sees as good friends. I work it. Um, they select jobs for me I can do on the golf course, basically. So I can't cut grains, for example, or can't change holes, or can't use any of the big machinery because of my disability, basically. They've got safety concerns and that. Game I set up the team. golf course. I do all yep. the T-markers in the golf course, set the course yep. up for the competition for the Wednesday comp. And also do the garbage bins and do a lot of whippersnippering and rake um, bunkers by machine. His honest toll done for the day. And in this part of Australia, the sun is still shining and he can set about improving his golf. When we speak, he was feeling frustrated at several times messing up the 422 metre par 4, 18th hole, which is a massive test with water all the way down the right, blighting good scorecards of many of the members. Nick is also not happy. Uh, hitting the approach shots in from on a par four if you from anywhere from 190 metres to 200 metres, like at Dunsborough on the 18th hole. The last couple of weeks I've been trying to go for the green from about 205 and taking everything I've got. And I've had to wait around for about five, ten minutes to hit the shot. And I go, Ugh, hit it good and then see it drill off and land just into the front portion of the drink at the very end of the journey. I go, oh, damn, what an unlucky break that is. If I had got it any better, it would have been good enough to go. We ask him if he's tried laying up short of the green in two for safety, as many members have to. That's fine, mate. Um, one day I was having a good round. I'd come to the 18th pole. I did a layup shot because the pin was at the front. I decided to lay up and not go at it. Be smart. You know, I was a bit left about 50, 60 metres and I put three balls in the drink. And I ruined my card. I went, oh. And, and my plane kind of said, you just cost yourself a round of golf there. This 18th hole apart, Nick says he can use his abilities to focus to good effect when pushing himself in competition. 
But he can feel the pressure too. I feel it in a bit more pressure, like if you've got a good score going, you've got to try a little bit extra harder, but you don't really have to now. Um, when it when you go on the line, you've got a, a match play and you're four back with five to play, you've got to really push yourself. And I've managed to pull it off a couple of times, but mentally it's very draining. And, and match play is my cup of tea of golf I love to play. When we play our match play here in Australia in the summertime at my golf club, I, I choose the days to play our opponents or they choose it whenever. And we play, normally play on a really hot day and I can really grind them down, really take my time and be really professional about my because I like playing in really hot weather. Nick has played in Edgar events, Special Olympics, state competitions and Australian All Abilities tournaments, the latter run by Golf Australia. He thanks his friend and regular caddy, Tom, who helps him in his routine, where he'll chat with his fellow players before a focused practice session on the range in the lead-up to teeing off. In a way, um, I normally like to socialise um, like the professionals do beforehand and have a chat to them and sit down and have a coffee with them and all that and just chill and relax a bit. I'm not nervous or nothing. I just go over, uh, just chill in the chilled manner and then when I get out practice range before tee off and out like an hour before, an hour and a half before, just switch the zone off, yeah, keep me focused and, on, and then... If Tom's right next to me or mum and dad, whoever's switched me off so I can zone in and concentrate on playing a good round of golf in front of them. Here, Nick again refers to his family doctor, who has now seen him play as an eight handicapper. He's very proud of me, so is mum and dad. I'm more than proud. I just want to get to scratch one day. Practising after work hours some of the time if I feel up to it to go and practice because I get a bit tired from working on the golf course. I don't want to go back there and practise on the same golf course, I'm just a bit manly. I just want to have a bit of zone out time. Nicky's proud of his link with Golf Australia, playing in the All Abilities events, and he is certainly a big fan of Christian Hamilton, Senior Manager of Programs and Inclusion for the organisation. I'm enjoying that big time and I've made some great friends, of course, and I get along with Christian really well. And he does a great job for company and I'm in discussions with my own golf club at the moment and Golf WA and then we'll go to him. I'm planning to do my own Edge of Disability Golf Tournament early next year in Dunsborough Lakes in Western Australia. Nick tells us he wants to help other people with disability to enjoy the game just as he does. I would also love to get into my other industry and that's help people with intellectual disabilities and physical disabilities to teach them the game of golf like as like a golf coach or something. Take, take them out on the course and um, teach them the ropes of how to um, play in uh, like a tournament scenario or just have a practice round with them and get them help them get their handicap and get them going. Encourage like take them and pull their trolley for them and right. encourage them to hit a good shot. If they hit a bad shot, I'll just tell them think of the next shot, each shot as as it comes along the way. Don't get too flustered when you hit a bad one. That's the way golf is. No one's perfect every time. Nick is exploring how he can perhaps extend himself further through a PGA related coaching course sometime in the future. Christian said, I've just got to keep practising and practising it will work out one day, he said. Good advice for Nick and the rest of us. Meanwhile, Nick has no hesitation in recommending to other people with disability all the physical and mental health benefits the game can provide. Making new friends, enjoyment and having a really good time playing the sport you always love. I would say go out there, enjoy the experience and you'll have a good time meeting new friends. And if you're not so good at golf, so be it. They'll understand why you're not, you've got a disability or a physical disability and you're not that good a golfer. They'll 
know and they'll try and help you and anyone can help you out there. Don't be frightened to go out and play. While Nick would like to see further modifications to the rules in competition to help those with intellectual disabilities, he believes golf in Australia is very much heading in the right direction. Meanwhile, for Nick, there's a lot of hard work to be done at the golf club. And then there's the practice, practice, practice on the golf course. Every autism condition is different. Every golfer is different. Nick loves practicing the short game most, and it's a key reason his golf handicap is going in the right direction. Short game, definitely, because I can make a, like if you've got a pin cut two and a half paces or three paces on from over an edge of a bunker and I'm just sitting on behind the bunker, I can flop it over the bunker one bounce and check it up right next to the hole because I've got phenomenal touch. It perhaps says something about golf in this region, the environment that Golf Australia is creating, the continual backing from all that is club and the support from family and friends and doctor that has given Nick the confidence to pursue the scratch handicap he wants, as well as the desire to help others to get into the game. While Nick may not always express his thoughts in a way that pleases him, his positive actions in golf help tell the story very well. Can Nick reach scratch? Well, he's on course to find this one out.